Hey guys, quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Started with Taigatu. This is a brand that's based out here in the Northwest, started by two brothers, and their motto is freedom from ordinary. This brand is an amazing lifestyle brand. Go check them out, Taigatu. Use the code TOPRATEDMMA for a discount at the checkout. Reweb, they're a veteran-owned digital marketing agency, and they're on a mission to help one million small businesses and feed one billion people by giving back. In fact, if you go to their website, you can fill out a form right now. They will give you a personalized video review of your website and help you with some strategies for free. Just tell them Top Radio May sent you. Go check them out, rewebbed.com. Combat flags, they do flags like the one behind me and the original combat flag, which is a four by six inch flag made by fatigues that are donated to combat flags from soldiers that wore them. And the cool thing is every combat flag that comes out to you has the story of the soldier that wore that fatigue. They have donated close to $80,000 to stop soldier suicide, a great organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. Rep Sports, look, this is not your typical supplement store. These guys have everything and they taste great and it's good prices. Protein, weight loss, muscle build, pre-workout, you name it, they've got it. Plus, they're the makers of Ray's Energy. Like I said, go check them out. Rep Sports at TopRatedMMA.com. Use the code TopRatedMMA for 15% off your order and go order them today. Dan, your husband, father, U.S. Army veteran, founder of Combat Flags. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I'd like to go back to the beginning there. Where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Yeah, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I led a pretty, uh, pretty normal childhood, I think. I grew okay. up um, just my mom, my parents divorced. But I was, she always supported me in what I wanted to do. You know, I went to, I went to school just like everybody else. I can't say I loved school. I always had something better to do, whether if it was like playing baseball or skiing. Um, and I just was like a, an average student. Um, but I, I had like a really good group of friends. We would hang out, just do what kids do. And I had like, your typical like American childhood and I loved yeah. it small town small high school I graduated with 120 kids in my class it was oh, nice. it was great yeah and being from Ohio are you a Cleveland Indians fan then I was a huge Indians fan growing okay. up nice. um, I've, I've lost way I, I, I left Ohio when I turned 18 and I've kind okay. of parted ways with the team but um, <laughs> I, I loved the Indians I loved all the major league movies growing up it was it was cool man yeah i bet man i'm an indians fan so i bet okay. my favorite team of all the time so yeah i love yeah. it man that, that's awesome well you end up joining the army like while you're still in high school you're 17 years old and why did you decide to end up joining the army there yeah i joined the army between my junior and seniors okay. senior years of high school um part of it was it was something that i i always knew i wanted to do my grandfather was a bomber pilot in world war ii and some of my first memories are talking with him about what it was like to be in the military, what it was like to fly. Um, and I grew up reading World War II books and just as, as much nonfiction as I could get my hands on, I was reading it from a pretty young age. And then September 11th hit and I was, I was pretty resolute in my decision at that point to join the military. Yeah. Um, so I, I did what I had to do. I was 17 when I enlisted, so my mom had to go sign me over. I'm surprised she did that i have a kid i have a, a little boy now and i can't imagine doing that right <laughs> in a number of years yeah. Um, but yeah I, I enlisted in between my junior and senior years um i was drilling with the reserve unit so you know my one weekend a month at okay. that point i was going as a high schooler and shooting and doing all kinds of stuff wow um graduated high school turned 18 and left for basic training all within a week's time frame so life got started pretty quick thereafter yeah 
Man. And I've had a, a, several veterans on our show before, and, and it's always an interesting question to ask, but what was that transition like for you going from being in the service to kind of getting back into that civilian life? It was, it was more difficult than I had anticipated. And I honestly okay. probably didn't even realize that it, I was going through a difficult time. You know, I, um, I, when I left for basic training, I went active duty at that point and I was active duty for six years. Wow. I ended up deploying twice in support of Operation Enduring Freedom and I deployed twice pretty, pretty rapidly. I was gone for seven months the first time. I was back home for just four months and I was back out for nine months. Wow. And during, during that time, like things with my girlfriend, my now wife were getting more serious and I made the decision that I was going to get out. So I, I decided I was going to get out. I let everybody know. And I started that, that process of leaving the military. And I like to equate it. Um, actually, I, so one day you're in the military and the next day you're out. And I always like to talk about um, the fact that the military does, the government does a fantastic job at training you to become a soldier. They, they fully indoctrinate you in, into that lifestyle. They, like, they desensitize you to death and to killing, mm. to doing things. And the most vivid memory of, I have of like when that flip switched for me of like, hey, I'm like in the army now is in basic training, running the bayonet course, like thrusting a bayonet into a, a mannequin that looks like a human being yelling, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. But the military and the government don't do a job at preparing you for life outside of the military. They've dumped thousands upon thousands, thousands of dollars into making you a soldier, like into indoctrinating you, into conditioning you. But when yeah. you make the choice to get out, they don't really do much for you. So you've gone through that lifestyle for six years and you've been places and you've seen things and you've met great people and bad people. Yeah. And then, like I said, one day you're in and the next day you're out. So I, um, I, I, I literally packed up that part of my life one day and I put it away and I started school and I was 20, 23 or 24, I think when I got out and I was going to college with a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. And I kind of like started to notice that something was off. something was a little bit different, yeah. but I just kind of tucked it away and thought that, Hey, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Like I, I served my country. I was honorably discharged. And now I'm like, I'm about to live the American dream. I'm going to get my degree and I'm going to get a job in corporate America. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, it was difficult. And quite frankly, I've, I've been out of the service now for uh, 10 years and I still have daily moments where I wish I were back in. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so what's the story behind combat flags and why did you decide to start this awesome company? Yeah. So combat flags was actually born out of, out of that desire to like get back involved with the military. Okay. So like I said, I, I, I went back to school. I graduated college. I got my first like adult job. I call it um, working at a public relations agency. Um, yeah. I moved on from there to, into corporate America, but like I was really missing that connection back to the military. I had largely lost contact with the guys I had served with, albeit but a few. And um, I was just like, missing that part of who I was. I got a lot of joy and I found myself in that. And as I was looking around trying to figure out how I could get involved with the military community again and the veteran community, it was kind of at the peak of the suicide epidemic, mm -hmm. where if you remember 2017-ish, everybody was doing 22 push-ups on Facebook and they were all trying to spread the word about the 22 veterans a day who commit suicide. Yeah. And I thought, that's cool, but this is really doing nothing to like help stop the problem. This is just people like, Virtue, signal, virtue signaling on Facebook. Like, hey, look, I care. I'm doing my push-ups, and I'm going to post it. I'm going to go on with my life. Yeah. At that point, I was toying around with the idea of trying to make 
something real so people could hold a piece of the military life. And they landed on uniforms as a way to do that because when we all get out of the army, we've got buckets upon buckets of uniforms that we don't know what to do with. So at that point, um, I was actually on a conference call at work, um, sitting in my cube, born out of my mind. And I just happened to look up toward the corner of my desk like I had a billion times before. And on I had one of those little four by six inch American flags to hand out at parades on the 4th of July. Yeah. For some reason, the, the idea hit me like, like a lightning bolt to repurpose duty, duty-worn fatigues into small American flags. So every, I like to say now, so every American can hold a piece of freedom. And I also, in order to make freedom real or to make the, the sacrifice of military service real, I wanted to pair the flag that you might see if you purchase one with the story of the person who wore that material. Mm. So it takes it out of, takes it, it takes service out of the big numbers that you hear in the news, like when we have troop searches or when guys are killed overseas. And it brings it down to like the Dan story or to Bobby's story or to Jess's story. Yeah. At that point, like I said, bringing it back to suicide prevention, at that point, I had committed to donating 50% of each original combat flag sale to a nonprofit located here in North Carolina called Stop Soldier Suicide. Yeah. And Stop Soldier Suicide at the time, and I'm pretty sure they still are, they're the only um, nationally based suicide prevention organization owned and operated by veterans. And the amazing thing about them is that um, they, of course, help somebody when they need it in that moment, like in, in that person's darkest moment. But what they do is they stick with them for two years. So they, that person is assigned a case manager and they start to work through like the environmental circumstances of what's going on in that person's life. Mm. So if they've got financial issues or they need help finding a job or education, or if they have issues with their family or their children, Stop Soldier Suicide comes in and they, they help build a strong like foundation across the, the person's entire life so that any tri- triggers or stressors are appropriately accounted for and they've got mitigation plans in place so that person at the end of that two years that person feels really empowered and confident in going back out and, and just starting life fresh wow and you've donated close to eighty thousand dollars to this organization which has helped like 60 veterans right yeah definitely yeah so i'm i i made my my July donation just a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know why I didn't do it. I should have just bumped in like the extra 50 bucks, but I'm at like $79,000 and some random amount. And I'm just, just shy of 80 grand. Okay. And um, Stop Soldier Suicide says for every $1,300 donated, that supports one veteran or active duty service member for two years. So you can do the math. I think that that totals out to like 59 guys. Yeah. Man. Which is it, thinking back on it, when I first started this thing, I thought, yeah, I might be able to donate a hundred bucks here and there. And I was right. going to be perfectly happy with it. And the fact now that I now know that like this little idea has helped 59 guys has been, it's, it's cool to think of. And it's cool to know that people have gotten behind combat flags and they've rallied behind it and they see the value in it. Yeah, absolutely. And just so folks know that are watching this, this flag is actually from you guys. You do also a four by six army American flag, which I also have. And I have the original combat flag that you sent to me uh, with a story of a guy named Joseph. And so honored to be able to get that from you. Curious, on those uniforms that are being, those fatigues that are sent to you, are those guys that are uh, still alive or are those guys that passed away during duty or suicide? Yeah, I'd say 99% of the the gear that I have today, those guys are still like, they're alive and kicking and they're, they're kicking ass and doing good things. Nice. I have awesome. done a, a few. Yeah, that's really good. I've done a few smaller collections for yeah. um, 
for families who have lost loved ones overseas or, or on the home front. Yeah. I actually got in touch with, um, because of Combat Flags and because of a, another show I was on with uh, the mother of Joshua Rogers. Okay. Josh Rogers was a United States Army Ranger who was killed um, just about two years ago now in Afghanistan. His mom got in touch with me um, a couple Christmases ago, and I ended up making original Combat Flags for all of the guys in his company before they deployed for the first time since he had been killed. So I've been able to do like some pretty, they're all meaningful to me, but I would say like Josh's story and one other story have been definitely the most meaningful. Yeah. And it's been an honor to work with these families to help them memorialize their loved ones too. Yeah, absolutely. And when you first started combat flags, I was watching a video and it sounded like, did you know how to sew? Like, cause you do everything yourself, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten some help now over the years, okay. but when I when I kicked this thing off, I had no idea what I was doing. I was watching YouTube videos of grandmas sewing to figure out <laughs> like, to figure out what I need to do. And like yeah. the original combat flag has definitely grown over yeah. the years from what that first iteration was. Yeah. But I'm much like any other good entrepreneur trying to live the American dream out there. I'm figuring this out as I go. Totally. It's, every day is a learning experience, and I'm having a lot of fun through the trials, the tribulations, and the ups and downs, definitely. Yeah, and kind of leading into the next question here, and maybe you touch base a little bit there, but along this journey of combat flags, did you run into any major failures, and how did you get through that? Um, that's a really good question. You completely stumped me on that one. I think I think because combat flags is like I, I still work full time corporate job like it's not yeah. what I do my my family's not reliant on maybe the revenue or the income that I might get from it I've been able to kind of like feel things out I'm also not incredibly risk averse but I'm not very risky either gotcha. so I like to I'll test things before I, I like fully put them out into the store yeah um, I think the biggest issue that I've come up against is really just learning how to appropriately scale a business. Um, yeah. I know that's probably not like the sexy answer most people want to hear, but like just really learning how to like work with partners or with vendors yeah, or um, even just managing my own inventory just to understand what's, what the inventory turns look like. That's kind of what I'm working through right now yeah. to see what I need to do to make this more sustainable so I can make more donations and potentially turn this into a full-time thing at some point. Yeah, man, I love it, dude. And you guys were on this, you were featured on Micro's Micro Show, which was really cool. Right yeah. around the time when your son was born, they were able to donate a bunch of stuff to you, which is really, really cool. I think Micro is one of the coolest guys that I've ever seen on TV or, you know, I've yeah. never met him in person, but what was that experience like for you? That was a whirlwind of a trip. So I didn't actually get to meet Micro. He wasn't here for the episode. Oh, okay. Um, that was one of their their fillers so the, the series is called returning the favor and yeah. i was a like a filler episode in between seasons one and two okay so their production crew flew in i think it was like december 22nd december 22nd actually is when they flew into north carolina no way. and they filmed all day um but it was that was a wild experience flash forward a couple weeks and you know, it's, I'd complete, my son was born just a few weeks later. I had honestly like forgotten that the episode was supposed to air. <laughs> and I wake up, we got home with my, with my son from the hospital on like a Monday. I think it went live, that bit, episode went live Tuesday. And okay. we, we wake up, um, you know, at like midnight, like he needs to be fed and I'm not going to have my wife get up by herself. I'm getting up with her just to keep her company. Yeah. I, yeah. I glance over at my phone and all of a sudden it's just like, notification after notification after notification (laughs) 
and that was honestly like a turning point for for combat okay. flags that completely changed the trajectory of the company and the purpose behind it yeah wow man that's yep. awesome what motivates and inspires you today that's a that's a loaded question okay okay <laughs> no in a good way there's there's a few different things that motivate and inspire me first and foremost um it's making those donations to stop soldier suicide like yeah. the the purpose and the reason for combat flags being here today has not changed. It is still to help those guys and those girls who need help. I know I don't have the brains or the smarts or the network to do it. So the way that I can help them is by helping those who do help them, help them. Yeah. So helping stop soldier suicide, do the good work that they're doing. Secondly, it's to be a, a positive voice um, within the veteran and military community. I think um, actually just this morning, there's this awesome meme going around about um, veterans being our own harshest critics and hating. Hate, we hate to see other veterans succeed. And okay. I am always a, a voice of positivity and reason within our community. At least I hope I am. Yeah. So just putting like positive vibes out there for, for vets who want to start companies or want to go work in corporate America or start a family, like just having them know that we're not all like part of that stereotype I think is important. Yeah. And kind of like my own personal motivation each day is really just, I want to see what I can do with this. Like, it's just, it's cool to know that it's become what it has become and when it all just started as this like little nugget of an idea. So growing this to see if it's, it's potentially something that I could use to hire other veterans to give them a means of, of, of income would be fantastic. So yeah, just letting it, it go and be creative with some, some structure behind it is kind of like that, that last little bit of inspiration for me. Oh, so good, man. So good. You also have a podcast uh, for those who don't know about it. Tell, tell me about what, what's, what, what's your podcast all about, man? Yeah. So the podcast is somewhat new. It's called the service record podcast. So okay. like I said, with the original combat flag, the four by six inch flags we make out of duty work fatigues, every original combat flag comes with the story of the person or material. I know that I can only break down so many sets of uniforms and have so many original combat flags made. So the service record podcast is, ex is essentially an extension of the original combat flag in voice format and video where I talk with vets um, who aren't like getting movies made about them. These are just everyday guys like me who deserve to have their story told because they did a noble thing by standing up to serve for their country. Yeah. And basically it's just, it's me talking with them about their life story I start off at childhood because I really I, I think that, that those formative years are really interesting yeah. in understanding how we, we come to our call of service. Mm -hmm. And then we talk through what their service looked like. Um, and for, for vets, when I talk to vets, I'd, I'd like to ask some of the same questions that you did where I want to understand what that transition out of the military was like for them and understand who they are today. So it's the service record podcast is like literally just a living history of service members. And I've met I've been able to talk with some really cool guys um, and just hear some really interesting stories that I don't think would have otherwise come out. Yeah, man. I'm so fascinated by people's stories. And like you were saying, yeah. man, the formative years and the early childhood and stuff like that, it just blows my mind of where some people are today, where they came from and things like that, man. So I appreciate you sharing your story and, and uh, really excited to see that podcast continue to, to share the stories of other veterans Thanks, out there, man. Thank you. I wanted to shift to a couple of fun questions here for us. I've got these things called pod decks, uh, okay. essentially just random questions for us podcasters. Okay. I'm going to pull one out. Hopefully it's not a flop. We'll see what happens here. Uh, this one says, would you rather go 30 days without your phone or your entire life without dessert? I would rather go 30 days without my phone. 
Yeah. I sure. have an incredible sweet tooth and I love I love dessert time. Okay, yeah, me too, dude. For sure. Dude. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm a music guy, so I always love to ask this question. What's a favorite type of music or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Yeah. Um <laughs> good question. I'm into rock. Like when I was really coming in my own coming into my own with music, like I was all about classic rock. Okay. Today, like Hendrix and Pink Floyd, like I love listening to some classic classic rock actually just before this podcast i was doing some stuff for the corporate job and i was just rocking out to chevelle i love chevelle as well um they're one of my favorite bands they remind me they take me back to my time in the army but pretty much anything that's like leans a little toward the harder side of rock i like to listen to yeah awesome and last question for you what's your favorite part about being a dad Oh man, everything. I, c- yeah. I couldn't pick one, one, one specific thing for you. I just, totally. I love it from the minute he wakes up in the morning and we go and I go in there and just pick him up out of the crib and we play for a little bit to the, to the minute I put him down at night when he snuggles in. There's not one thing I love. I absolutely love everything about it. It's the, yeah. that is the greatest thing I ever have done. And it's the greatest thing I ever will do. Yep. Absolutely, man. My kids are 10 and 7, man, and it's I'm the same way. Yep. Love it, love it, man. Uh, Dan, such an honor to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for your time, what you've done for this country, what you do with Combat Flags, and what you're doing with your podcast and highlighting other veterans and obviously giving back to Stop Soldier Suicide. I think that's an amazing thing you're doing. Thank you again, man, for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on and helping me share my story a little bit. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I so appreciate it. Please leave a comment down below. Leave us a review. Share this video. We want to get it in front of as many people as we can. I'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible from world changers, entrepreneurs, success-minded people, and the best up-and-coming fighters, real fighters, real stories. We are creating visionaries here on this channel. Thank you so much for checking it out. Have an awesome day.